0: Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. Here we go, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 17. When I revised my itinerary, was I vacillating? Or do I make my plans with unprincipled motives, ready to flip flop with a yes and a no in the same breath? Of course not. For as God is true to his word, my promise to you was not a fickle yes when I meant no. Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He is the one whom Timothy, Silas and I have preached to you and He has never been both a yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfilment and Him and, and His, as His yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring Him glory. This is an awesome passage because the Apostle Paul is talking to us about a time in his life when he had to make some decisions. And he says, when I made these decisions, was I vacillating? Did I have unprincipled motives? Was I flip-flopping? Was I yes one moment and no the next moment? He said, No, I made a clear decision. And then he goes on and he's basically saying, I made it a clear decision. Then he says, God makes a clear decision. When God says yes, it's a yes. When God says no, it's a no. God God is decisive. I was decisive. He's saying, hey team, we need to be decisive. Now, in our lives, in our modern culture, we're struggling like never before to make decisions. I love that video every time I see it, that wheel of death. I hate it when it's on my computer. I hate it more when it's in my mind and I'm trying to decide. Come on, who's with me today? It's like, I cannot decide. I don't know what to decide. I have walked those supermarket aisles going, I have no idea. And it is a challenge in our our culture to make decisions, and if you have just joined us today, your first time here for this series. I'd love you to check out um, the previous podcast or, or YouTube. Go, go to YouTube, go to our podcast, and check out my message from last time because the, I want to move into new content today. But our decisions are incredibly key to us in our lives, and our decisions are going to define our lives. It is decisions that decide destinies. It's not where you came from, it's not what you had in the bank account when you grew up as a child, it is the decisions that we Make. We might all have different start points, but we can all have a tremendous end point. And it's all up to the decisions that we make. We win or we lose by the way we choose. We win or we lose by the way we choose. So today I want to close out the series and give you a bit more of a teaching message. So I hope you're ready for it. But I want to talk to you about five crucial things or five big things that we need to consider as we're making great decisions. Are you ready for that? Anybody wish you hadn't come to church? You just like to keep making bad decisions? All right, well, let's talk about it. Number one, make a few big decisions that lead to a lot of easy little decisions. If we want to make great decisions, then we're going to, in our lives, make some big decisions. We're not going to just pretty patty around the edges making a lot of small decisions, but we're going to make some big deciding decisions that are going to make way for a lot of easy decisions. There are some decisions, guys, that when we make them, they make a whole lot of other decisions easier because we've made them. And what we, what we do in, in making us uh, make bad decisions, we overwhelm ourselves when we leave too many decisions on the table. We end up with too many options, too many decisions, and so then we end up making bad decisions. So what we're going to do is we're going to start by making some big decisions that are going to make a lot of other decisions easier for us. If we're not careful, we just make too many, we leave room for too many decisions. We're like, well, listen, you know, Am I gonna go out with that person? Am, am I committed to this relationship for life or just for a while? Will I watch that show on te- television? Will I get drunk this Friday? Should I eat good food or bad food? What should I prioritise with my time? Where do I stand on this moral issue? We leave a whole lot of things on the table. And as a culture, we're also a culture now uh, in our time that really doesn't champion people who make big decisions. It's kind of seen is weird to make a big decision. I mean, just about anybody who decides to follow Jesus today, no matter what church they're in, somebody's going to tell them, "Are you in a cult?" Because to make a big decision is seen as a radical thing. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get married, and if you're under the age of 35, then someone's going to tell you because you wanted to get married. Are you really sure you want to commit to something so young? So because we are a decision adverse culture, the likelihood is that we're gonna leave a lot of stuff on the table thinking that if we have many options, our lives are gonna be better. No, 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 no. I wanna counsel you to think the opposite and to think about what the Bible says and make a few big decisions that are going to make a whole lot of other decisions easier. Let's talk about what the Bible says in Joshua 24, 15. It says choose this day whom you will serve. Make a big decision and make it today. First Kings 18, 21. How long will you falter between two options? How long are you gonna leave two things on the table? Make a big decision. Listen, team, if I procrastinate the big decision, I create a lot of small, difficult decisions. But when I make a big decision, I create also a lot of easy, small decisions. Or you could say it another way, a big yes leads to an easy no. A big yes is going to lead me to an easy no. So we want to make some big decisions that are going to make every other decision in our lives a whole lot easier. I mean, I thought about this. I thought for my life, there have been two big decisions that have made a whole lot of other decisions easier. Number one, number one decision in my life was to choose to follow Jesus. The moment I made that decision, it made a whole lot of decisions in my life a lot easier. Will I drink that drink? No. Will I watch that TV program or movie that I know is gonna lead me away from the will of God? No. I made a big decision and suddenly a whole lot of things in my life got a whole lot easier. And by the way, that's the most important decision in your life. And no matter what location you're in today, we're gonna give you the opportunity to make that same decision I did at the age of 18. And I promise you, it's life's most important, and biggest decision. And if you'll choose Jesus, it's gonna change your life forever. And in every campus, if you believe that, give God some praise right now. Come on. Here's the second biggest decision of my life was to marry Jillian, yes. When Jillian was 19 years old, I put an engagement ring on her finger. You're saying, wow, that's crazy young. It's not, it's biblical. The Bible says if you'll train a child in the way she should go, when she's old, she won't depart from it. I got that ring on before, I wanted to lock this deal down before anybody else could swoop in there. I knew what I wanted, I I made a big decision. But you know what, making that big decision in my life has made for a lot of easy decisions. For Jillian and I, divorce is not in our language. There's no option B on the table. There's no one else that I will ever love or have desire for or affection for. I have made a big decision. And now a whole lot of things in my life are so simple because I made it. Now, these these are just two areas, guys, but let's talk about it for all of our lives. I mean, one thing I'd encourage every person to do if you've never bought your own home is to make a decision. I'm going to buy my own house. Why? Because so many people don't make this big decision or they make it later in life than they should. Make this decision when you're 12. Make this decision when you're 13. Make this decision when you're 18. I am gonna buy my own home. Why? Because if you don't make that big decision, you're gonna make a lot of little decisions. A holiday there and a cafe trip there. A new TV here and a Sky account there. And before you know it, the little decisions that we're making, do you see how it works? The little decisions eat away at the power of the big decision. But you know, if you own your own home, then one day you can have a Sky account and equity. It's just an amazing thing. So how about we make, and I know it's difficult in some cities today to make that decision, but unless we start on the journey, we're not giving God room. Here's a big decision. Go to church. I made this decision on the day that I found Jesus, that going to church for me was a decision in my life. It's It's not something that cancels in my calendar when the climate is bad or when I don't feel it. It's just a decision, we go to church on Sunday. I'm 45 years old, found Jesus when I was 18. In the last 27 years, I've missed two church services that weren't for holidays or bedridden sickness. The first was because I was recovering from serious illness, repetitive illnesses. And someone said to me, you should go only in the morning and not at night. That's one, that's one of two services in 27 years. The other one was when I was engaged to Jillian and her family wanted me to go to dinner that night. And so I did over going to church. And I know you're thinking, whoa, but if you had seen Jillian and the dress she was wearing that night, I'm just saying, don't judge me till you see it. I mean, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but that's the decision that I made. The second thing, second thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna envisage the future, then decide. We're gonna see our future and then we're going to decide. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, this is such a popular verse, but let me read it to you again. I know the plans I have for you, says God, to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Man, the day I found Jesus, the most immediate change that I noticed in my life was that for the very first time, I wasn't only thinking about today. The moment Jesus entered my life, tomorrow became an attractive and a living thing on the inside of me. Anybody give me a wave and just say, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, come on, every location. And the truth is guys, if we can see where we're going in life, then it's gonna radically change the way we make our decisions today. So we need to make sure if we're gonna make good decisions that we're making our decisions by first seeing where we're going and then deciding. Let me ask you a question, it's so important. Where do you wanna be in 10 years time? Go big. Where do you wanna be in 10 years time? Get radical. Where do you wanna be in a decade's time in your life? Make sure it's not small, safe or just status quo. Get a big picture of your future. Somebody out there is like, John. I've got no idea. Yes, you do, you've got some idea. You've got desires. Maybe you've never found the courage to give voice to them. Maybe someone's told you that you shouldn't have a dream. That's anti-Bible, God wants you to have a dream. When God turns up in your life, He's gonna bring a dream. When the Holy Spirit starts moving, dreams are God's native language. God wants you to have a dream. God wants you to have a desire. He's not anti-aspiration, He's for it. But in our lives, you know, maybe you're hearing you going like, I don't know, I don't know what God wants for me in my life. Just get into a prayerful state, say, God, I want to honour you, and then write down some things that you'd like. And it's, it's better to have a plan that's going to change than no plan at all. Better to have a big dream for the future that might be starting you off in a slightly wrong tangent. God will adjust you and get you where He wants to go. If your motives are right. But listen, what we can't do is just live our lives with only a today vision. Why? Because there are two ways we can make decisions, with a today view or with a future view. Thinking about the moment or thinking about the longevity of our lives. And we make bad decisions when we only think about today. And we always will make better decisions when we're thinking about more than today. Is this not true? You're going to make a bad decision if all you're thinking about is today. And no matter what, you're going to make a better decision if the decision is being made in light of tomorrow. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to see that picture of the future. We're going to lean into God. And then what we're going to do is once we've got that picture, guys, then we're going to let tomorrow guide our decisions today. We're going to let tomorrow guide our decisions today. Because we'll never regret living for something bigger than today, but we will live in a world of regret if we don't see tomorrow and we just do this today, do that today, make this decision in the moment, that decision in the moment, and then in 10 years' time, wake up and realise we're in exactly the same spot that we were. When I was 18 years old and I found Jesus, very quickly I made a decision. One day I am going to pioneer my own church. I love it. People come up to me all the time. And they say, oh, I remember when you were just still kind of getting your life sorted out in the youth group. But you used to say, one day you're going to pioneer your own church. Like, I just, I've always had a big mouth. I just told everybody, this is what I'm going to do in my life. But you know, it quickly began to impact the way that I live my life. I mean, within six months of being a Christian, I was doing Bible college at night school. I was getting up at 5 a.m. studying the Bible every day for more than an hour. I married Jillian at the age of 23. And in those five years, I wrote Bible commentaries on 10 books of the Bible. I'd memorized two books of the Bible before I married Jillian. And the truth is, team, that because I knew where I wanted to go, it was just my decisions were so different from my peers'. Because that dream was so big and so real on the inside of me, my decisions today were radically different from some of the guys that were around me. And what I want you to know is that you'll never regret, I will never regret the fact that I saw a big future and then made decisions today. Because sometimes I think, man, I don't know how I got to do what I'm doing now, but what I, I know it's the grace of God, and I know that it's God's will that doing something bigger than than just Cameron. But what I do want you to know is I never regret seeing a big future, and then making some really radically different decisions today. Somebody here in this message, I reckon at least 300 people here in this talk today, you've got to come back to where you want to be in three in 10 years' time, and then you've got to radically change your calendar, change. Your priorities, get rid of some stuff, put that Xbox in the cupboard and get a, get a book instead. I don't know, but just change your priorities, change your decisions. Oh my gosh. Number three, the third one, and I'm enjoying my own message today. Script. Are you allowed to say that? I don't know. I just said it. Number three, script a decision for the situation. Script a decision for the situation. Now guys, this is actually big in the Bible. When you read the Bible, you're gonna find a lot of Scriptures like this one, Deuteronomy 6, verse 10. This is one, but honestly, there are hundreds. When you are in the land, in other words, in a day to come, when, you are in the, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, He swore to your fathers to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat, in other words, this is still in the future, and are satisfied, be careful of this, that you do not forget the Lord your God. In other words, we're gonna think about the situation And then we're going to script the decision. We're going to see beyond where we are today. And we're not going to wait until we get there to make a decision. We're gonna decide before we decide. We're gonna, we're gonna go ahead into future scenarios in our lives. Because right now, God's speaking to Israel and He's saying things in your life, they're fairly challenging. And, and because of that, you need me every day. But what about when you're living in a plush house and everything is great and you've got vineyards and water aplenty and olives and you know all of life treats, what will you do then? And He says, listen, make a decision. In my good days, I live for Jesus. And in my bad days, I live for Jesus. And when I prosper, I'm still here for Jesus. I'm not losing my passion for God just because I've prospered. Think ahead. See situations that we might find ourselves in and then script the decisions that we're going to make. Listen, as a dad, I do this all the time. I do this all the time. Parents, I'm sure out there, will empathise with this. I tell my son, we live on a, 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 next to a road. It's not a busy road, but it is a fairly, like, like cars are going fairly consistently. He gets out there on the footpath, got a football, got his, you know, ripstick skateboard or whatever. And I just tell him every single time, if the ball goes onto the road and a car is anywhere near, don't chase it. And he'll say, Why? I'll, and then I'll say, why? And he'll say, because you'll buy me a new ball, but there's only one of me. I mean, he'll just say it to me all the time, because you'll buy me a new ball, but there's only one of me. And I'm like, yes. So I'm teaching him to script the decision for the situation. What, what, kids, listen, if you're on your iPad, on a computer, and an image of a naked person pops up on the screen, you shut the lid. You're not in trouble because it turned up there you're not in trouble because it turned up there, but I will help you to get rid of it I'm saying this is what you do in the situation I mean I do this with my kids just all the time in a hundred different scenarios it's how I how I coach the football team that I helped to coach. I teach the boys what scenarios they might be in. We're not gonna wait until we're in the situation to decide. If you wanna ruin your life, wait till temptation stares you in the face. Wait until you're feeling negative in your heart. Wait until the the, the sin opportunity presents itself and then make up your mind what you're gonna do. You'll ruin your life. Instead, let's do what God teaches us to do in His Word. We're gonna think about possible scenarios. We're gonna think about where we might find ourselves. And before we get to the moment, we're gonna decide before we decide. We're gonna script a decision for the situation. Listen, anybody here ever try to diet? Isn't this the central piece of what they teach you? Decide what you're gonna eat before you get hungry. We're not going to be idiots and just wait until, "Ah, oh, I don't know what to do," because you know, suddenly this girl was flirting with me at the office. We're not going to wait until we're in the middle of a dumb situation to make our mind up. We're going we're gonna to decide, what will we do when we're offered a drink at a party, when someone's flirting with us at work, when something bad comes on on the television? What is our decision going to be? Are you with me today, guys? Number four. Decide who helps you decide. I reckon this is the fourth key. Man, none of these is is like singularly most important, but I reckon this one is huge. When we're gonna make wise decisions, one of the things that we must do in our lives is decide who helps us decide. We're not just gonna leave it up to the moment to decide who's gonna help us make a decision. We're gonna get in our lives the right people that are gonna be predetermined That when we need to make a decision, these are the people that we're going to go to. It's just contingency planning, just smart living. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs 11, 14. Without good direction, or without good advice, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. In other words, if we want to make wise decisions, we need to make sure that we decide who, mel- who helps us decide. In 1 Kings chapter 12 is that story where Solomon has died and his son Rehoboam has become king. And orchestrated, an orchestrated question is brought to Rehoboam for him to make a decision over. And it concerned taxes. Will you lower the taxes or will you raise the taxes? It turns out it's not a new controversial topic. <laughs> but when he's faced with this decision, Rehoboam, a young man, has not decided who's going to help him decide. So he goes to Solomon's advisors, old men who've lived a long while. Listen, age doesn't mean wisdom, but it does make it a lot more likely. That's just the truth. And no amens for many young people, but it's true. (laughs) Then he goes to all of his homies, guys his own age, and says, what should I do? Well, the old men are like, if you're nice to them now, then they'll follow you forever. The young guys are like, if you're not strong now, then they'll think you're weak forever. And He went with the advice of the young guys over the advice of the wise guys. And because He went with the wrong advice, There were 12 tribes in Israel and he lost kingship over 10. And he's only been on the throne for a few days. And Israel was never a united nation sovereign over its own destiny ever again in the history of the world until our modern age. What a phenomenal thing to realise that one guy made one decision with the wrong people helping him decide. And isn't it true that if we don't think in advance, who's gonna help you decide? Who's gonna help you decide? Decide who's gonna help you decide. Because if we're not listening to the wrong people, the right people, we're going to make the wrong decision. And friends, I believe that we gotta get this right in our lives, don't we? It's so very important. You know, deciding who's gonna help you decide is often more important than even the decision itself. Because when you've got the right people helping you make a decision, it's not just what they tell you to do, it's how they got there. It's not just the advice they gave, it's what matters to them as they helped you to get to the point of decision. And learning how people make decisions is better than learning what decision to make. Does this make sense? In January of 2016, I I, I felt God say to me, John, you need more mentors. You need more mentors in your life if you're gonna keep leading this Arise thing well. And I said, okay, God, what do I do? And I felt in prayer, January 2016, like the Lord said to me, I want you to build a relationship with Chris Hodges. Now, I'd met him once in a little green room and we swapped phone numbers, 30 seconds, and then it was over. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? So I just thought, well, you know what? I'm gonna text him. So I sent him a text. Beep, beep. Sent off a text. He texts me back so two weeks later, I sent him another text and he texts me back. And this is this is now February, and then in May he came to New Zealand, and we're both in the same conference. So every night I found him in the, the corner of the of, the, of the, the 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 you know the supper after the services, and he wasn't didn't want to it's like you know dance on tabletop. So I sat in a corner with him, and I just asked him questions for about two or three hours every single night. Just kept asking him. Then the day after a rise conference, uh, that year two thousand and sixteen, the very next day Monday, uh, crazy, but I got on a plane, flew all the way to Alabama, and. Spent the next week at a conference that he was running just asking, gleaning questions. Well, I just can't tell you what it did for me. As one of the greatest church builders of our generation, I I started Skyping with him uh, every fortnight, 5.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Because Friday was his free day, which is Saturday morning, our time. So before I took Will the football, I was in the freezing cold spare room of our house at 5.30. So I didn't wake anybody up on Skype with Pastor Chris Hodges. But the truth is his way of deciding, his way of reaching what was really going to be important, it elevated my decision making to another level than it had been at. It changed the way I decide. Now, team, this is why it's so important. We've got to make sure that we decide is going to help us decide. I really want to tell you this. Safety comes from a multitude of counsellors. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances will be. Amen? All right, who's still with me? Number five, we're bringing it to a close. The band can come and join me in every location right now, but do it quietly because this point is important. Number five, decide to decide. If we're going to make great decisions... Then we need to make sure that in our lives we're deciding to decide. Oh my gosh, you just have to make a flippin' decision. Nice. This is my, one of my favorite verses Joshua 24, verse 15. If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, because you still haven't made your mind up, then choose for yourselves. But the next two words are very key this day. Oh my gosh. Could we just make up our mind, for goodness sake? Decide to decide. Listen, if we're going to make wise decisions, then we're gonna have to decide that we're not gonna put off decision-making. We're not gonna stay on the fence forever. We're gonna decide to decide. We're not gonna sit back and say, as we get older, well, it all gets harder and so I'm not gonna do anything or I'm too young, so I don't wanna commit my options. You will never get a great life. Listen, if you want a great life, make a big decision. Then review your decision. And if you've now got a better decision, make a new one. But whatever you do, don't sit back and just say, well, I'm not gonna make any decisions. The Bible says, make a decision and make that decision today. Hey, listen, listen, you got to hear this. The decision not to make a decision is still a decision. Somebody nudges the person next to you and just say, you needed to hear that. The decision not to make a decision is still a decision. Hello? We, we need to make sure, listen by the way, number one links to number five. Because if you'll make a few big decisions, a lot of other decisions are gonna get easier. And the reason why you can't even decide some little things in your life is because you haven't decided the big things. I completed uh, at the beginning of this year, or April this year, 25 years full-time Christian ministry. I may have a shot at another 25. Not many people get that because when I started at 19. I've got a shot at 50 years of full-time ministry. So I sat down, and I wrote myself 10 things that I needed to say to myself if I was gonna do this next 25 years, hopefully, well. And number four, this is what I wrote, number four. Before it, we even kind of started prepare the series, is what I said. Number four, make bold decisions. I'm talking to myself. Make bold decisions. Not making a decision is far worse than making a bad decision. And bad decisions are only bad until you're willing to make another decision. Talking to John, whatever you do, John, never stop making bold decisions. If it isn't working, change it. If it's the right step, take it. Don't slow down, decide. And guys, you know the crazy thing is? God can't help you till you decide. He can't help you till you decide, John. I want to be free of this addiction. want to want to move my life forward. Okay. Well, do you want to change? Well, it's it's really hard. And I, what what do you want? God can't help you until you decide. This is this is so important that we understand it because God will never take away your free will. The moment you decide, Jesus said, Jesus said to Peter, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Yeah. But let's put it in another let's add a third to it. Whatever you don't decide about, heaven's like yeah. I'd like to get involved, but I can't. Yeah. But the moment you decide heaven is released to help, yeah, right. the moment you decide heaven is released to help. Yeah. That's why Jesus walked up to a man sitting beside a well who'd been there his whole life, 25 years, I think, from memory, a long time. And when Jesus saw the man sitting there, this is what he asked him. By the way, he was sitting beside the well because the first guy who got in the well when the waters were stirred by angels was healed. So he'd been waiting there for years and years, decades, to be that first one into the water. So this was Jesus' question Do you want to be made well? I mean, when you hear that, it's like just such a random question when the guy's been there for years, decades, sitting there. But he's saying, no, no, listen, listen, listen. Let's just get real about it. You can have the posture of, I'd like help. You can have the, you can have the outward appearance that you're ready to grow, ready to change. But have you decided that you want to change? Decide to decide. Amen. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at John